Welcome to the Young Businessmen of Tulsa podcast. I'm your host, Evan Uitake, and I'm so excited that you've tuned in. Our mission is focused on connecting, developing, and inspiring young business leaders to find and pursue their purpose. This podcast is sponsored by Trost Marketing. Promoting your business through marketing is essential for growth. Without marketing, you lack the ability to create a conversation with your potential customers. At Trost Marketing, we provide marketing solutions that fuel growth. We are your source for all of your printing needs, as well as branded apparel and promotional items. If your business wants to stand out to potential customers, contact the marketing experts at Trost Marketing. Visit us at trostmarketing.com or call us at 866-492-7820. Young businessmen, welcome to the Young Businessmen of Tulsa podcast. I'm your host, Evan Yuitaki, and I want to welcome you to podcast number 51. Uh, this is an exciting podcast because we have we have our first returning guest with us, Mr. Paul Wizakowski, and we also have uh, a guy that he's worked with over the last uh, several years, I believe, and, and Paul, I'll let you get into that a little bit, Ben Pershale. And I'm really excited to bring both of these guys to you because the topic that we're going to talk a little bit about today is talk about loneliness. And when you're thinking Young Businessmen of Tulsa podcast, you're probably not thinking about loneliness as being a topic that we'd cover. But the last couple of weeks, there's just been a lot of different cues that I've kind of picked up on that a lot of people deal with the challenges of loneliness. And and I've heard the statement said before that in leadership, it's very lonely at the top. And so kind of tying, that's my loose tie into this, but I believe that there's there's a challenge that people all face with loneliness. And I want to kind of open this up to a, a conversation. And, and the reason that I brought uh, Ben and Paul in is that Ben did a video in uh, 2015 where he actually spoke about the topic of loneliness. And I'm going to link to it in the show notes. And uh, that way you guys can kind of watch and see his comments on it. But uh, the beautiful thing about that video is it's very visually stunning in terms of uh, communicating his message. The content is absolutely phenomenal. And so I want to kind of talk to uh, Paul and Ben because they they produced and created it and uh, then just kind of get into the topic of loneliness because I believe it's something that we all deal with. Uh, the, the, it's a challenge that we all have in some form. For some, it's it's much bigger than for others. But I'm excited to do this, and I knew that I couldn't do it alone. Uh, so I brought I brought Ben and Paul on uh, to help me through this. So Ben and Paul, welcome to the podcast. Say hello to the audience. Hello, hello, hello. <laughs> it's good to be back with you, Evan. Uh, I didn't realize that I'm the first repeat fella. But you are my first repeat guest. That, that feels really good, but I'm certainly not the star of this one. Uh, I would love to introduce Ben real quick and then jump into what our mission has been together. Yeah. Why don't you why don't you go ahead and introduce Ben? Because I I don't I know I can't I can't give all the the, the things that yes. probably well, know a lot better than I do. That's right. So <laughs> so Ben is a is a very good friend of mine. Uh, he and I uh so were you, right? Yeah. yeah we, so we were we met on a drama team. That's yeah. right. But we mm. met on a drama team at church. Hashtag on the no Street. drama. That's right. <laughs> so uh, we love telling stories. We love writing and, and acting it out. That's that's our first passion. Everything else is you know frivolous. But anyway, so he has been um, a good friend. He's done a lot of different things, business wise, entrepreneurial, uh, and, and he and I have shared a lot of those stories. But along the way, we've set out to create content uh, that evangelizes. And and 
he has had a heart for pastoring for a long, long time, right? As a youth yeah, pastor. And yeah. You want to speak to some of that? Yeah. So I was a youth pastor in Chicago uh, for a number of years. This is going back boy, a, a little ways ago. But um, yeah, when I, uh, when I moved to Tulsa, I met Paul through our church. And um, after a couple years of just being out of the ministry full time and kind of doing my own thing entrepreneurially, um, I just remember talking to Paul and I basically had this idea of like, well, you know, social media was still kind of up and coming at that point. And we were talking about, you know, what could we do that would be films, film wise? What what could we create that would be able to reach people who may not ever want to, you know, hear about God on their own? They may not ever want to come into a church on their own, but they're going to browse their Facebook news feed or they're going to browse uh, YouTube and things like that. And um, knowing how gifted Paul was with creating film and stuff, and we just both enjoy telling a good story we started kind of brainstorming different Christian topics that we could kind of speak to, but, but just telling a really, um, in an exciting and a, a beautiful way as far as the imagery of the video. And that was kind of what led to this series. So we actually, we actually call it the bench series. It's, it's all kind of set around this conversational um, setting where we just, we take almost like a park bench that you would see just in a normal setting, but we put it in, you know, the middle of salt plains in Utah. We put it, uh, you know, in, in, the, else, in, in the, the Grand Oregon, uh, you know, the, the shore of yeah. the Pacific Ocean. In the ocean, uh, on, the, <laughs> on, the, on the coast. Uh, I don't think we have one at the Grand Canyon. No, we, we, yeah, that was an interesting story. We, we kind of made do with what we had there. But um, but yeah, but but anyway, so the, the whole idea being, though, is that you're sitting down having a conversation with the listener or the viewer and basically just conveying this Christian topic to them in a in a way that's meaningful and that can tell a good story. And so that was kind of how this was birthed out of that. So we, we've, like Ben has said, uh, been setting out to create all of these different stories and, and loneliness, uh, each, each video is its own topic, its own thread. Uh, loneliness is one that uh, rings true for everybody. Um, yeah. As an idea, as a state of mind, we all wrestle with loneliness, regardless of our, our station in life and our dreams and our passions. Uh, there are moments where we feel like we're in it by ourselves. And so it's a very relatable topic and, and we really wanted to drill into that thought. And so the video is kind of Ben and I distilling our own life uh, experiences into a message that we felt was relatable and encouraging and kind of helped people navigate those thoughts for themselves. Um, and what's been great about this whole series uh, has been that it's it's forced us to put words to things we felt perhaps for years, uh, yeah. decades even. Uh, loneliness you know, is obviously something that that you know you wrestle with throughout your whole life. Um, you know, you had I think when we set out to do this, had, we were sharing with me a story of you know you'd been dealing with this topic for a good ten years or so. Yeah, um, yeah. So part of the part of the thing that I think even inspired this video was. Um, in 2005, I had actually lost my mother to breast cancer. And it was kind of this thing where, you know, I mean, it's it's so different, I think, when it's somebody so close in your immediate family. And just going through that process, and even at that point, I, I had been married just a year. I, I have a uh, younger sister and then uh, my father, of course. But, you know, all of us just kind of going through that process, it was like, how do you how do you deal with this? You know, like, like what what is it supposed to look like? I mean, it, it was all so fresh and so new that it was, um, just something that that honestly, for several years, it was it was a process of going through it, and so I think going through that experience and then seeing uh, other things happen in the life of other friends and family that I've known and grown up with, you know, 
what what is the proper way to deal with loneliness when, when you're feeling that even if you have people around you even if you feel like man I, I could turn to anyone in this situation I found that sometimes it was still um, it was still a common thing to find myself having those feelings whether it be at night or even in the middle of the day it was just mm. why do I feel this way and and how do you how do you answer that? How do yeah. you deal with it? So. I, I actually have a, a similar story in that I lost my father when I was really young. Mm-hmm. I, I think I was six, uh, just about seven. And uh, I, I know in my own mind, I started to check out from family at that point. I don't yeah. think it was a it was a conscious decision. I think it was just looking back on it, I realized I felt very alone, very lonely mm-hmm. uh, throughout most of my years growing up. And, and I think I, I began to identify myself with it. Mm-hmm. I felt most like me when I was alone, lonely. I felt like that's just who I was. Yeah. Right? And, and so I almost like started putting up walls and ignoring opportunities to connect with people. Right. Um, and, and it took a long time. I think it wasn't until I got married and, and, and you know, there was some counseling involved to just kind of identify it, put yeah. words mm-hmm. to it. Yep. Um, which has made this journey that we've been on all the more powerful of being able to use those lessons we've learned, those life experiences and 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 share them with other people who may not have had a chance to put words to the the feelings that they're dealing with. Right, right. One thing I'd love to point out is I do think there's a difference between being alone and feeling lonely. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I, being an introvert is is not what we're talking about. Right. I was just going to touch on that too. Yeah. Like like for for myself, I know it it, it always kind of depends on the setting or or even sometimes I think the mood. It's easy for me sometimes or. I think you would be the same way too, Paul, where, you know, we, we both kind of grew up, I think, to some degree on a stage where, you know, it for, for me, honestly, it naturally led into being able to speak more and, and preach more, I think, as a youth pastor. But when I was a kid, I would do theater, be it at church or school and things like that. So being in front of people was fun for me. But honestly, there were many times where I came off that stage and just in my own personal life, I was much more introverted where I wasn't always wanting to talk to people mm-hmm. as much and stuff like that. And so that's I, I, yeah, I, I think what you said is a good point in that we, you need to make the distinction there that there's nothing wrong with not wanting to be the life of the party every time that you're out. But at the same time, I think there's all, no, no matter whether you're an introvert or extrovert, there's moments in life where you have these things happen where it's just, boy, how do I, how do I deal with this? And do I just completely withdraw myself from everyone else? And I think that's where, uh, where we're trying to make the exactly, so. and I definitely think uh, so. For me, I, I actually, as an introvert, get recharged by being alone sometimes. Mm-hmm. Uh, but but that core, that inner sense of feeling like I'm a, my, a, a, a man on an island by myself, the world's against me. It's just me. Everything else could fall away. Even if I'm in a crowd, yeah, um, you feel very lonely. That's what I've had to be intentional about pushing back against, and that's what we wanted to highlight that feeling uh, in this video. And, and so just kind of talk a little bit about the approach for this. I'd love to share that and then we can jump into maybe some more. Well, hold on, hold on one second. Cause I, I think you said something really key here that okay, yeah. uh, I, I really, I really want to dive into or, or highlight uh, because we, we talked a little bit about the difference between in, being introverted and being alone. Uh, it's okay to recluse yourself to recharge. Uh, I heard a stat and it was, it was a little bit mind bodily put my mind in a bottle uh, that it was like 64% of people identify themselves as introverts. And so that's like, for me, whenever I go out and I talk to people and everything else, if I know in my mind that pretty much every other person I'm going to talk to is introverted, then I'm like, okay, well then I'll just engage them. And the conversation is going to go a lot better because I know they're not going to engage me. Um, 
But I think one of the things that you said that I really jumped, uh, like, like kind of sparked something for me was that when you, as an introvert, uh, pull yourself away from people, it's to recharge. And I think that that's the distinct difference between um, being introverted and being lonely. Because I think when you're lonely, you're not recharging. Right. You're worried. You're you're feeling bad about yourself. You're uh, secluding yourself um, because you don't feel that people like you or want to connect with you or you, you feel uh, insecure about yourself. And I think that when you're looking at the difference between those two things and say, well, you know, maybe, maybe I am lonely or maybe this is a bad thing. Look at it and say, are you recharged when you recluse, when you mm-hmm, pull yeah. yourself back? And if you are, then that's healthy. That's okay. But if you, if you pull yourself back because you feel insecure or because you've had this major life event, like what you talked about, Paul, this major yeah. life event, and you're pulling yourself away from even your family, um, you probably were not recharged by that. You, you if anything, you, you were embracing the loneliness uh, and the disparity, uh, you, you, yeah, yeah, it leads to despair, almost a sacrificial. I'm supposed to be alone. I'm supposed to exactly by myself. Right, uh, right. <clears throat> and I think yeah. what happens is, is, is at that point, you start to try to fill that loneliness with something else. Yeah, and that's was, that's I, where a lot of the challenges will come into play because there's so many things you can fill that loneliness with. Exactly. No, that that was exactly what I was getting ready to to speak on is just that, you know, I, I think the difference there, and I think you spoke to it really well, is that, you know, are you being recharged or are you starting to find yourself in this desperate situation where it's like, okay, well, I have to fill my time with something. And I think that's just like what you said, where it can lead to, you know, be it social media or be it, you know, hanging around with people that, that you know, you're not supposed to be or finding yourself doing things that you're just trying to find anything to fill that hole. Um, I think that's the difference between those two where you can really find yourself in, in, in sometimes dangerous situations or at least unhealthy ones, um, you know, where you're just trying to find anything to not have that feeling. I think a lot of compromises happen in that moment. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. I think a lot of times people will, like you said, social media is one thing that, that people will, will try to fill themselves up with. They'll try to feel like become workaholics. I think mm-hmm. somebody that you look at as a very successful person that will work harder than anybody else it's actually possible that they are so lonely that they try to fill that void in their life with work and they'll right. stay to the office all night long and they'll completely ignore stuff. And what happens is it actually feeds the loneliness because when you become a workaholic, you're probably not going to have a lot of human connection at that point. You're absolutely, you're literally going to continue to feed the loneliness and it's actually not going to help the thing that you need. People will turn to drugs. They'll try to numb themselves. They'll try to take themselves out of reality so they don't have to deal with the thoughts of being lonely. Alcohol does the same thing. Uh, they'll go out and they'll just, they'll drink and drink and drink. And it's just to numb yourself so that you don't have to think about how lonely you are. And then the last one that I, I kind of thought of is, is food. Um, people will eat. They, they will eat to be comfortable. And I think a lot of times you look at things like being a drug addict or an alcoholic or the, like those are the worst possible things. And I think some people say, well, well I'm just eating. But that's, that's unhealthy. That actually can lead to you know, early death and, and all sorts of diseases. I mean, there's so much that you're trying to do to fill that void of loneliness that you have, that you're willing to compromise your health. You're willing to compromise uh, relationships and everything else 
just to avoid that thing. And I, I think it is so yeah. that that shows how powerful loneliness is. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. no. There's a lot of people that, that find themselves, uh, even if it's not in, in like some of those areas, but even just pursuing relationships that they don't need, you know, they'll, they'll latch on to people that aren't healthy, right. Uh, mm -hmm. trying to just fill time or avoid being, uh, alone. Um, and, 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 and again, those moments create compromise, where those people might be keeping them from being able to go build their life the way they want it to overcome those uh, feelings. Um, you know, I, I think that, um, you know, we're a product of the people we surround ourselves by. And, and so for many of us, it turns into a cycle, a vicious cycle of, of spiraling down more lonely, more lonely that each of those things you try, uh, fails to fill the hole. Flipping that, <laughs> you've got to really be intentional about surrounding yourself with people that will encourage you and, and, and bring you up out of that. Yeah. And Evan, I think you spoke to something really powerful just a moment ago too, which is it's always easy to think about things that we can fill our life with that, that, that maybe some of us aren't, you know, so, so tempted by maybe. So maybe it's like, Oh, well, you know, dr drugs has never been a temptation to me or, you know, I, I socially drink or something like that. But I think what you touched on about work, you know, especially as an entrepreneur myself mm -hmm. and especially just, you know, with a lot of the people who I'm sure are listening where they're motivated, they want to see success in their life and they want to provide more for their family. I could easily see that being used as an excuse of not only am I going to, you know, avoid the pain that I'm feeling by just feeling this, but it's like, it's, it's, it's justified, I guess you could say in a sense, yeah. like, okay, well, you know, that, that makes sense. He's just, and it, it becomes this thing of, well, you know, I, I admire that guy. He really puts his heart and soul into what he's doing. But oftentimes I think if you're not careful, you're really covering something else up by it. Yeah. You know, yeah, it's going into that whole thing of false success. People right. believe that if they make the most money in the world or that they have the CEO title or, or whatever high level vice president of whatever else title, that that is the thing that they're chasing. And I think a lot of times you'll see people that reach that pinnacle of success and they're just as lonely, if not more lonely, because they've, they've pushed through everything. They've burned all the bridges. They've worked so hard right. and they realize they forgot that it was, it was all about relationships. I, I have a quote here that, that I really love. Um, it's from Jim Carrey, which is probably not the not the, not the Nostradamus of the 21st century, but, but it, it's a really impactful quote. And I want to read it to you. It says, I think everybody should get rich and famous and do everything they ever dream so they can see that it's not the answer. Wow. And I, I think there's so many people out there that believe that success is that they believe that, you know, having X amount of dollars in your bank account and having your face on a billboard or, or, starring in a movie or, you know, owning this, this multi-million dollar company, that that is success. And I think that if that's what you're chasing, it's possible that you're chasing that because you feel lonely, because you lack the human connection, you lack the relationships uh, of other people and that you've been trying to fill it with, with work and with status. And I think what you need to realize is that you, you may want to reanalyze what you view success to be and what may be causing that drive. That could be un an unhealthy drive. It's not bad to want to be successful. It's not bad to want to chase after being the best and all those other things. But if you put yourself value in that, that you will be disappointed every, every single time. Yeah, no, I, I, I heard a quote a long time ago and they basically said, you know, a lot of people kind of reach the peak of the mountain or they reach the peak of their careers only to find that there's nothing there, that, that it's empty. And <laughs> I, I, I think, I think it's really true. You know, I mean, I, 
I think just even growing up, there there were so many, well, e- even recently, and I don't know how specific I want to get about this, but like just uh, there was a band who I used to listen to who was huge. I mean, from the time I was in college up until now, and then their lead singer recently committed suicide. I mean, just mm-hmm. a horribly sad story. It breaks your heart. But you, you sit there and you and you look at some of these people who've achieved what would seem like they've they've done it all. They, they've gotten everything and everywhere that they ever wanted to in life. And they still are completely empty, it seems like, at the end of the day. And so, you know, that's really where I think for for myself, not, not only as, as a business person, but as a follower of Christ, as somebody who, you know, would call myself a Christian, I have to find that sometimes no matter what I have going on in my life, whether my marriage is wonderful and business is going smooth and my kids are doing great and all of these things, even if they're all in alignment, if you're not careful and you aren't really connected to the source, which I believe is Jesus Christ and and God the Father, then I think that you're missing it. I I think that ultimately at the end of the day, that's what's going to satisfy more than anything else. Now, certainly just like you mentioned, we we need the human connection. We need to to be around other people and have friendships just like, like Paul and I, my, my wife, you know, my kids, I, I need all of those things. But I think ultimately at the end of the day, if you disconnect from God himself, I, I feel like that is really where you start finding yourself in these, in these situations where it don't, almost doesn't even make sense. Like, why am I feeling this way? So yeah, that yeah. is the waters of feeling fulfilled and satisfied. If you yeah. cut yourself off from that, it trickles down into every area of your life. Absolutely. Well, and that's the purpose that you made the video. So I want I want to go kind of circle back to the video a little bit because the video kind of presents um this not not just the the challenge of of that we all deal with loneliness, but it also presents the the solution. So before we get to the solution part of it and kind of dig down into that, uh, I'd love to get some of the the feedback of of the effect of the video because you know that you as you told me you put that video out in 2015, so it's been a couple of years. Yes. So what what has been the response to the video? Because I know it's gotten a lot of views and and, and a lot of people have uh, interacted with you because of that. So I, I'd love to hear. Uh, what, what you're hearing from other people. Whenever we post a video, we would always put it on YouTube and on Facebook. And so a lot of times, um, I know Paul knows this as well, but whenever we would post a video, a lot of times you would have people comment on it, of course. But the, the interesting thing is you always have people um, kind of private message you on some of these networks and just let you know like what it did for them or how it spoke to them. And I was really surprised by this one just at the number of people who connected with it. Um, a lot of our other videos that we do, we we you know, we, we try and make each one inspiring and kind of uplifting and stuff. But this this one addressed a more serious topic. So there was a more serious tone to it. And we didn't know how well it would be received. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think the reaction by most people, especially that I heard back from, was just this spoke directly to me. Like, I, I think more than anything, I was surprised by the number of people who did relate to it. Because I remember thinking like, well, this will be maybe for some people, maybe they've experienced a loss, maybe they've gone through something or other, but there were people out there who weren't even dealing with the topic of death, but they're dealing with, you know, finances or issues with their kids or internal family struggles or just, you know, depression, like all kinds of different things that people were going through. And I think the reminder that, you know, God is there for you, no matter where you are in life. I think we mentioned this even in the video, but about David, um, you know, in the Psalms, I, I, I think the reason why Psalms in particular in the Bible is one of my favorite books of the Bible is because it's just this raw human emotion that David is writing about. I mean, it has its highs and it has its lows, but it's just, it's a very honest book, you know, in dealing with, you know, where are you, God? Like, like, why am I feeling this way? Why am I alone in a cave? You know, <laughs> people are trying to kill me, you know, and it kind of takes you through this whole spectrum of human life. But you see, even in the midst of that, his reliance on 
when nobody else is around, he's turning to God and he's writing this this poetic, you know, uh, I don't know what you would call it. This <laughs> a song. <laughs> a song. A song. <laughs> but, you know, writing these references to God and just saying, you know, in spite of all this, you know, you're still my hope and you're the one that I'm going to turn to. And, um, you know, I, I, I think seeing the reaction uh, from, like I said, the, the messages that we received really pointed to that as well, that people, I think sometimes they forget that God is there, you know, and so that, that was our hope in pointing them to that is just saying, you know, no matter what happens in your life, like he's faithful and he's always going to be there and turn mm -hmm. to it. Yeah. So. Yeah. I, th that is fundamentally the, the only universal answer for your situation, my situation, right? Each person that watched the video, there's no way that we could write or craft a story that perfectly illustrates each person's uh, perspective or, or um, position, right? Their paradigm. Uh, so one of the challenges then was, well, how do we speak to people about such a deep personal thing topic um, and, and make it something that resonates? And, and so we, we went back and forth on, on how specific to get, what story to tell, because with each of our videos, we try to illustrate the principle, the theme with a story, uh, uh, some kind of background, real life moment. And, and this one... Uh, Again, we didn't want to alienate too many uh, people. We really wanted to keep it high level. And so it really became, you know, this the, the story is him uh, out in the Salt Plain Flats alone. It's just this visual of being alone. There's no world around him. There's no community around him in search of some unspoken thing, some unspoken mm -hmm. destination. So we use the visuals to kind of try to illustrate that. And I think that helps uh, keep it. Uh, common, you know, or more people can uh, identify with it than getting overly specific or cliche. Um, so yeah, we actually went out to the Salt Plain Flats in Utah, uh, drug this bench out there, and uh, and filmed for a couple of days. And it was it was really really cold. It was, <laughs> it was <yeah>. and <laughs> bright too. What you don't see in that video is that I was putting on sunglasses between each take because that sun was reflecting off that ground like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, I I want to and Paul, you've you've told me this story before, and and I want to kind of highlight it because when you watch the video, you look like you're in the middle of nowhere. You look destitute. You look like all everything around you, just for miles and miles and miles, is nothing. And yes. and and you kind of told me a behind the scenes secret that really, if you were to look to yeah. the left or the right of you, hey now, in that video. <laughs> You would have seen like, I think a truck stop. Yes. Yep. Yes. Yeah. So <laughs> we're um, about fifty yards from you know uh, from Highway Forty or something yeah. like that. Where, right. so, so I'm gonna I'm gonna go real deep with you on that though because I think that loneliness is a, a perspective. Mm. Mm. And so I I think what as a as a filmmaker right and I'm gonna I'm gonna get creative here for a second yeah. as a filmmaker you have the ability to control what your audience sees. Yeah. And I think as a person. In your mind, you have the ability to ignore everything else around you and and see loneliness. You see this this challenge that you have in your life, and that's the that's where your focus is. That's 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 your field of vision is that. Hmm. But if you turn your perspective and you turn where you are, you're going to realize that you're not alone. You, right. And, yeah. and I'm 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 gonna I'm gonna guess that the audio that we heard is not the actual audio from you speaking out there because there was a bunch of trucks going by right. um, because you really weren't alone. You, 
you wanted it to appear that way. And so your mind was able to see that you were able to present that to the audience. And, and in this case, our audience is our mind. But in reality, you're never truly alone. It's yes, yeah. a lot of it has to do with your perspective. I Sorry, think that's the first illustration I've ever heard of God being illustrated as a truck stop. <laughs> but we'll go with it. <laughs> Just go. Just you are you are welcome. Hey, if Jim Carrey can have deep quotes, I can make, I can make uh, deep quotes about truck stops. <laughs> uh, and you are right, both physically. If you were to turn the camera around, I mean, there's there's a truck stop right there. Uh, but as an analogy, you're right. I mean, I, I think that so often we get to choose our perspective, and so many times we choose the wrong perspective by focusing on what's not working right, what's going wrong, or the wrong people, and and some of the things we've already talked about. It all starts with a choice. Uh, the good news is it gets corrected and, and, and with a choice as well yeah. uh, by choosing to focus on that old truck stop. Um, <laughs> and um, anyway, did you want to add to that? I really wish that you were closer to it like a city. <laughs> then I could have compared it to like a right. city or, or something else. But you told me it was a truck stop. Yeah. It was. Yeah. <laughs> no, it was amazing how many people were coming and going. But yeah, when, when Paul finished making the film, I remember looking at it being like, Wow, you would never know. <laughs> I, had, I, mean, I, had, I had friends of mine that were just like, "Man, did you guys walk for? How'd you get the bench all the way out there?" I was like, what? "Just yeah. basically walked it in from the parking lot." So, <laughs> that way. Yeah. well, all right, so random. Sorry, I've mind. ruined your. I've ruined your secret. So no, I apologize. That's all good. I, I, this is the moment to give it away. It's, it's, it it's made happy. my point. So, <laughs> yeah. So we filmed that I think in like a February. And uh, random fact: uh, the salt plains have an inch of water. All winter long like it can't absorb it and so there's mm -hmm. water everywhere so we mm -hmm. get out there we're trying to find a spot to film and literally the only section of the salt plains that didn't have water just happened to be just out from this this truck stop yeah and it was perfect for us i mean it simplified <laughs> life a lot so yeah anyway well, one of the, to kind of reel this back in yeah. um one thing I do want to kind of talk a lot, a, a little bit about is is getting into the solution now. So we, we we kind of presented the problem, right? Everybody deals with it. Everybody has these challenges in their life that causes them to withdraw uh, from people and make them feel like they're the only ones going through it. And one of the purposes of this podcast is to kind of tell that next generation, those those people that are finding themselves in leadership roles in business and in life and everything else, that you're not alone. These are things that everybody goes through. These are challenges that everybody has. These are thoughts that everybody has. And it's truly up to you to surround yourself with the right kinds of people and to kind of focus on the right thoughts and throw the wrong thoughts out uh, to help you get to that that next level in life. And so, you know, Ben, you've talked a little bit about you know, some of these different scriptures that you've read in Psalms or in David that, 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 that talk about how God is always there and God is this, this ultimate solution to yeah. this thing. I'm going to venture to say there's a lot of people that listen to this podcast or that are tuning into this podcast and go, well, I wasn't expecting a sermon. I wasn't expecting uh, to hear Bible verses tied into this. And so I want to try to uh, accommodate that listener a little bit because they might be trying to tune out a little bit, or they may just go, okay, here we go. But I, I believe that when you look at everything, when you look at the entire situation, why are we here? Why do we exist? What were we created for? What's our purpose in life? That in some capacity, you have to look at the fact that we're not just 
flesh and blood. There, there's a spiritual element to ourselves. There's a spiritual element to why we exist and and to how we operate as beings. I think in some capacity, people can um, can kind of grab onto that. So I think that the challenge that they're gonna they're gonna run into is looking at okay. So if I just read my Bible uh, and I just pray, then then God's there. And I think a lot of those have not had that experience or have not really truly latched on to that idea. So what would you say to the person that that feels alone that is is not necessarily grounded in in, in a in a Christian background to uh, to the loneliness side of it and, and what kind of, and how God fills, fills that for you, if we can get a little bit, a little bit personal. Yeah. Yeah. No, I think, um, well, so this was actually the second video that we made and the very first one that we made, we, we ended it with a really interesting quote that was actually, while we were filming it, Paul and I were kind of like, how, how do we close this out? You know, what, what do we say? And, and I think Paul was the one who, who coined the phrase right at the end. But we end the very first video and we just say, why don't you ask God to reveal himself to you? And he will. And it was mm-hmm. kind of this, this way of kind of capping it off of just, you know, uh, addressing that listener out there or that viewer where it was just, you know, I don't even believe in this stuff or, you know, okay, you know, I, I was raised in it, but it's never really been real to me. And I think that we, we all have these moments in our life you know, because of experience loneliness or or something tragic maybe happening in our lives where we kind of question, okay, like, what is this all about? Like, like at the end of the day, what am I doing here? What's, what's the point? What's the purpose? And I think that, that for somebody who's listening now, my, my thought would just be prayer and reading the Bible isn't necessarily just in and of itself. Like, okay, that, that takes care of all of life situations. Obviously we Mm -hmm. recognize that, but I think that it's that initial stepping out and saying like, okay, Lord, um, if, if you're there, can you give me a hand with this? You know, I've, yeah. I, I've had moments in my life where I've just had to be really honest and it's not churchy. It's not anything fancy. It's just, God, I'm really struggling. Like, can you help me out here? And I think in those moments is where, and it's almost hard to even explain, but uh, you know, I mean, the, the Bible talks about a peace that passes understanding. Mm-hmm. And I think that's sometimes where for myself anyway, that I, all I can speak to is my own life experience of having those moments where I just feel like nothing else is working, nothing else is filling this void. And I turn to God and I just say, God, I, I, I need help. And mm-hmm. in those moments, that's really where, and again, it's hard to explain unless you're experiencing it firsthand. Yeah. I think that's why it says it's a peace that passes understanding. It's, it's this moment of just that loneliness fades. It's, it's not that you're not still dealing with issues that are going on, but it's just that you feel like you're not alone when you're facing it. And I think that's ultimately what the, what the point of the video is addressing. It's not just read your Bible, pray, and that fixes everything. It's that there isn't an, an assistance out there that we receive from God in these moments. And if you turn to him, that's, that's really where you find it. I couldn't say it any better than that. Uh, I, I completely 100% agree with you that it is not the, the act of just, you know, checking off some to-do list, right. going to church or reading the Bible. Those, those, those are valid and they have their purpose and they lead to something they add up to. Um, but that does not replace you individually seeking out Christ, seeking out God mm-hmm. in that moment of loneliness saying, God, if you're there, I need you to reveal yourself to me, or I am feeling this way right now. God, I need help. Yeah. Those are the moments in my life where I had to hold on and he did show up. Mm-hmm. And, and again, that's not some super spiritual new agey thing where, you know, bright lights showed up. Right. I, I'm saying I, there was a sense of peace. There was a sense of, 
confidence. Mm -hmm. There was a sense of not being alone, even though I might have been physically, uh, that sustained me, that just kind of righted the ship. And from that, I could carry on and break through whatever I was dealing with. And, and then when you get on the other side of that moment, you realize that's what got you through it. Right. It's holding on to that, realizing not just that, that not thinking of it as some fluke, just get through it. But no, that was that was God holding your hand in a mm -hmm. sense through mm -hmm. a moment. And um, that's real. No, I, I, I completely I can. Sorry. <laughs> I completely agree. No, it just it's. Well, I, I want to kind of tie in one of the things that we talked about a little bit before this. And, and it was so recently, if, you, if you're listening to this, like currently um, earlier this week, there was the total solar eclipse. When that happened, it was for me an, an instance where I really realized how small I was. I really realized how insignificant all of my problems are. Yeah. And my perspective changed for about two minutes. And my perspective changed because I realized that as I'm looking up at this giant glowing ball of fire in the sky, that how perfectly a creation can be that the moon operates on this five degree axis and that at some point over time, it'll completely blot out this gigantic burning star mm -hmm. and, and just seeing the whole thing happen. I mean, it's one thing to see you know, the seasons and the ocean, the, the power of the ocean. Those are, those are all different things that happen that we take for granted, but something that doesn't come along that often, um, like a total solar eclipse. It, it for me, I, I had goosebumps as it was happening, as I was, as I was kind of taking it in and I was seeing videos of where just darkness came for a certain period of time. And just the pure beauty of that moment of, of total, I can't remember what it's called, but uh, where, where it was completely uh, yeah. blocked by the, by yeah. the moon and just, just seeing all of those different things happen. It, it really put in perspective so much stuff. Like it was just a, a rush of emotion. Yeah. And for a moment I, I did feel alone. I felt, I felt small and insignificant, but at the same time I felt, incredibly blessed because this entire creation, this entire planet, this entire, just everything that we have for it to be a fluke, for it to be something that wasn't intelligently created for me, it was, it was just really hard to fathom at that moment. And I think that mm. you, you have those moments and then you couple that along with having the understanding that there's a, a God out there that cares about you, that created you, created you with a purpose and has a, has a plan for you and knows everything about you to the extent of um, even when you are as far away as you possibly can be and you've pushed yourself there, or you may not even know that you're there. You, 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 this is the first time that you're hearing it. It doesn't matter what you've done that you can always turn back mm -hmm. to him and, and create that relationship and create that, 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 I don't want to say feeling because I don't, I don't think that's the right word, but you, you create that understanding of acknowledgement yeah. that there is somebody who cares for you that won't fail you like a human relationship will, that won't um, turn you away. Um, you said the word forsaken in your video, will never leave or forsake you. Yeah. That's, that's an abandonment. That's, that's somebody who has had your trust and then walks away with it. Right. And, 
I think that there's so many people out there that have had relationships or they've had experiences with other people and they've been forsaken. That's not the word that they use, but that's what it is. And I think that a lot of times that people lose all faith in all things because they've been burned so many times. And that's where a lot of that loneliness comes into play. So um, I, for me, it was very timely that we, we we started talking about this because it was a very real experience for me to to realize how small everything that I would think is a huge problem is and how mm-hmm. how much ha- happens without yeah. me having to do anything yeah. um, in, in this world and, and, and to realize that I, I'm not alone. Sure. There's a lot of people that go through a lot of the challenges that I have, but ultimately it doesn't matter how many great human connections I have with people and how many relationships I have and what my core group of friends are and all that other stuff that will, that helps. And that's a part of being a well-rounded individual, but there's a, there's a bigger thing that loneliness is tied to. And it's that absence of that relationship with God. I agree completely. And, and to your, you know, uh, visual of of the recent event of, of seeing this total eclipse and feeling just the grandeur of it all dwarfing, your life, my life, my, you know, for two minutes, you, you can't escape <laughs> the sense <laughs> of something much bigger than you and out of your control is happening to you. But I think that same idea applies across life. You know, there, there's moments in smaller moments, but still feeling like things are happening to us, things that are out of our control that are bigger than us. You know, um, I feel that way when I got to pay my taxes, uh, <laughs> <sorry>. <laughs> little joke there. but no, to that point though, um, how amazing, though, is it to know, to have this sense of confidence that, that, that God is on that scale? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. There's this global event happening, and, 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 and God, in his infinite wisdom, made that, created that. Uh, how much more confident can I be that, that I'm going to be okay, knowing that I am connected and in relationship with him, mm-hmm. as opposed to left entirely onto my own devices and I have no way out of these things happening to me. Um, I think it, it is an opportunity to be reminded of how amazing uh, a relationship with Christ is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I, I, I think to, to your point too, Evan, of, of what you talked about earlier, you know, the, the thing that I always think about that, that sets my relationship with God apart from anything else is that it's not based on anything that I've done. You know, I mean, no matter who I have a relationship with, even my wife of 13 years of marriage. Now we have three kids and another one on the way. It's there's still as much as I love her and as much as she loves me, there's still conditions that that relationship is based on. You know, I mean, I I can't just behave any way that I want to for the rest of my life and expect for that relationship to not be hurt. But, you know, there's this unconditional love that we see from God just over and over again where, you know, he he keeps pursuing us. He keeps wanting to help us. And so many times it's really on our part more than anything, just turning to him and just saying, here I am, please help. You know, (laughs) it's that, you you know, the the idea that it's just he won't go away, you know, to to a degree in, in the sense of, you know, like you just spoke to that he talks about, you know, he'll never leave you or forsake you mm. this friend that sticks closer than a brother and that he goes with you to the ends of the earth. Yeah. I don't know of anybody else who does that without it being based on conditions. And yeah. I think that's the the beauty of, of this relationship that we're talking about. We talk about a lot of things uh, on this podcast. There's so many different elements to 
being a, a successful person, to being a person in general, but to being a person in leadership when you're leading other people, um, you have to, uh, to steal a, a quote from uh, Dr. Nathan Baxter, you have to lead yourself well before you can lead other people. Identifying and talking about and going through all these different uh, emotions and feelings and uh, thoughts, challenging thoughts that you have, challenging um, you know, what your core beliefs are. I think all these different things are, are very important to uh, shaping yourself as a person and as a leader to the point where you can lead other, other people. And so, you know, Ben and Paul, I wanna, I wanna turn it over to you to kind of close it up and, and kind of get your, your last words. Um, you, you've, you've really dove deep into the topic of loneliness. Uh, and I believe you're passionate about it. I, I believe you wouldn't have put a video out um, talking about as much as it did if you, if you didn't believe that it's a challenge that a lot of people face. And so uh, to kind of pull it back in, what's your message to that person who may be listening right now who is lonely, who is hearing all this stuff and, and, and they're connecting with it a little bit? Um, we have an opportunity to speak to that person directly. What, what would you guys say? To you who are in a moment of loneliness or in a season of identifying yourself as very lonely, be willing to let go of that. Be willing to identify yourself without it. Um, I would challenge you to uh, not embrace it as you have. For a long time in my life, I embraced the loneliness. It's, mm. it's who I was and I identified with it. And as a result, I made decisions to cut people off, you know, relationally, um, to, to not let people in. And I was creating the cycle. I was adding to fuel to the fire, if you will. And there, at that point, there was no way out. I had to choose to connect with people. Uh, I had to choose to have a relationship with Christ. I had to choose to let go of identifying myself as that. And I still wrestle with that. There's moments of frustration or stress or, you know, just whatever confluation of events where I rush to being, all right, I'm alone in this. And I'm going to solve it. And, and it will always lead to more brokenness. So my challenge to you would be, be willing to let go of that and not identify yourself with it. Uh, and it starts by focusing on, on a relationship with Christ. Yeah. And just, just to add to what Paul just said too, I, I think, I think it's important not, not only with, you know, we've been talking about God, but I, I think with even the human relationships that are in your life or, or people that, you know, I think honestly, the, the onus is on us to some degree to be intentional about these things. You know, I mean, just, just as, as God is always waiting there for us, we still have to step out and reach out to him. We still have to be the ones to just say, Lord, you know, I need your help. And it's this, it's this idea that, you know, God never forces himself on us. Like he won't, he, with everything that he's done, even sending Jesus to the cross, he still won't force you to go to heaven. It's, it's always our choice about being intentional. And I think choosing not to stay in a moment of loneliness forever. Certainly, we, we all go through highs and lows in life, but I think it's not getting stuck there um, that I think is, is the most important. And, you know, wh whether that's reaching out to family, friends, or being intentional even on making new relationships, but ultimately reaching out to God, I think, honestly, at the end of the day, we have to bear some responsibility as far as saying, I'm going to do this. <laughs> Sorry. As far as just simply saying, you know, I'm, I'm going to reach out in one way or another to the Lord, to other people. And, and not me, just stay stuck in this moment. So. Love that. It, but something that just popped in my head was, was so for you who may not be wrestling with loneliness, right? Or, or, or 
some homework for everybody is how can you champion the people around you, the people in your circle? How can you celebrate them? Mm -hmm. How can you reach out to them even with a, just a passing thank you for the people that you come across? Because those moments could help energize and recharge those batteries enough to, to be able to take action for themselves. I wrote down that the enemy of loneliness is vulnerability and empathy. And I love how you talked about celebrating other people. Does it cost anything to tell somebody that they, they look good today or, or, Hey, I really appreciate you. It, it doesn't cost you anything. Yeah. It's the, it's the simplest thing to do and say, and I guarantee you, if somebody said that to you, it could potentially change your day. Yes. And you have a, this is a Lee Cockrell thing. You have an unlimited supply of that. You have an unlimited supply of appreciation, recognition, and encouragement. And if you kind of, as, as a person who is aware of this and aware that there's a lot of people that are dealing with loneliness, and you may be dealing with loneliness yourself, if you become a person that goes out of your way to encourage, recognize, and appreciate other people, that loneliness is going to go away very quickly. Um, yeah. You know, I, I talked to you guys about like a little hypothesis that I had of, you know, we, we celebrate people on their birthday once a year, but why would we not celebrate people more often than that? The people that we care about, the people, you know, family members, friends, mm -hmm. it doesn't have to be a cake and, and a, a archaic song. It, it can be, it, it can be a phone call. It can be a text message, just encouraging somebody. It can be, let me buy you coffee. Let me, right. let me, let me take you out to, to lunch. Something as simple as that and just having a, a, a small conversation with somebody, just telling them how much you appreciate them and what you like about them can absolutely change somebody's life. And it sounds really simple because it is, but in terms of impact and influence in people's lives, it's priceless. Yep. Yep. yep I agree. Mm -hmm. All right, guys. Well, thank you for sharing your your thoughts on this uh for for putting the video out like i said we're gonna we're gonna put that in the description so you guys can see what we're talking about the good news is it's not a very long video so it's something that you guys uh can tune into and if you've made it all the way to the end of this podcast i know that you have the attention span to, to watch <laughs> to watch a short video uh and then check out ben's bench series there's a lot of great videos on there um, that talk about a variety of topics and uh, the content itself is is absolutely amazing uh, It's just very very well written very well presented. So so Ben kudos on that um, And then Ben do, do they just search for that on on YouTube? How do they find that? Yeah, if you go to YouTube and you just type in my name uh, Ben Pierschel, it's p-i-e-r-s-h-a-l-e um, It should come right up for you. We have a YouTube channel and then same thing with Facebook. It's just facebook.com backslash my name and uh all the videos are on there underneath the video section and the uploads and yep. Yes. Yeah, you can stay, stay tuned to these guys. They have a lot of great uh, stuff. And you, as, as you've heard here on the podcast uh, in, in terms of thought and, and putting their heart into it, it's something that they're, they're very passionate about. And I, and I think you can see that in the videos. So listeners, we'll catch you on the next podcast and thank you for tuning in. Young businessmen, thank you for listening. I hope you've enjoyed this podcast. And if you'd like to learn more about the Young Businessmen of Tulsa, check out our website at www.ybtok.com or email us at ybtoklahoma at gmail.com. If you live in the Tulsa area and would like to hear one of our great speakers live at our monthly luncheon, we meet on the second Monday of every month from 12 to 1 p.m. 
Like us on Facebook for details about locations and upcoming speakers. Lastly, if you like what you hear, please leave us a review on iTunes and share us with your friends. Thank you for tuning in to the Young Businessmen of Tulsa podcast, where we connect, develop, and inspire young businessmen to find and pursue their purpose.